Welcome back to the latest episode of Sportsbeat Extra with me, Kevin Galvin. So the country is slowly beginning to reopen and soon we'll have live sport to watch from our nation once more. Racing begins behind closed doors on June 8th from Nace and just three days later the South East will carry the baton as the country watches on. Gorham Park and Kilkenny were already well underway in their preparations having already opened their golf course when I rang General Manager Eddie Scally this week. Eddie spoke about life under lockdown, preparing for a return to racing and how the planned financial model has been left in tatters. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, it's, look, it's, it's great. We got the news there a couple of weeks ago that we were allowed to return to racing. So, it, it, you know, it took a couple of weeks for the calendars to come out uh, to show us what program of racing we were going to have. But for us ourselves, we start back on the 11th of June um, and we have three days of racing very quickly together. We have the 11th, the 17th and the 19th. Um, we got some more good news yesterday that the 19th of June they're going to be covering that race meeting live on, on terrestrial television so people watching RTE in the evening will be able to see an hour of races from Gorham Park on the Friday evening um, which is which is lovely it'll be very rare that RTE will be in any of the, the country tracks uh, you know it, it, it's very rare that they do they cover it yesterday day with us but it's, it's fantastic that they're going to be coming down for a flat fixture and obviously people are probably more you know, no Gorham Park as a jumps track, but uh, we do race an awful lot of flat racing here, a lot more, in fact, than, than jumps. So it's, it's just wonderful to be getting back and going. But the weather that we've had for the whole of this pandemic um, has posed its own problems for us on the track. You know, the ground will be getting very firm. So we've started our watering program now and spiking. And in fairness to the lads, it's going to be long days and long nights to get the whole place right to do it. But, you know, we have a brilliant team of people here and I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll have everything a million percent for when we get back. And as you say, I suppose, um, you know, it's not a case, you are talking earlier, you are saying it's, you know, people might think that it's a case where obviously you know that racing will be coming back at some stage so you'll be able to prepare, but some things can't be done until you're, you know, you know the exact dates. No, this is it, you know, like, it, 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 my track foreman here will be guiding me the whole time, and, and, you know, he's been here a long time, and, and the simple, like, one of the simplest things is, you know, we, we stopped here on the 6th of March, we stopped racing, so we haven't raced since, and, you know, you can't start watering your racetrack indefinitely, in the hope that you might be racing in two weeks, or you might be racing next week, so until you have a definitive start date, you can't start preparing your track, so... You know, when we were waiting for that to happen, I mean, April has been remarkably dry. May the same, it's after continuing. And even now, the next two weeks forecast has given us absolute bacon weather. So we've had to now start watering to get the water into the ground, that it'll be lovely and safe ground for the horses when they come here in two weeks. But, you know, stuff like that could only start now. The same with running rail. Again, like, you know, people wouldn't think about these things. But our rail, you know, a track is 18 yards wide, so we can't put up running rail for a race meeting that's not going to happen for nine weeks because you'll end up with grass growing up on the rail side of it you know you wouldn't be cutting that with your main more because you can't cut through the rails mm. so the grass would be a foot long at this stage so we have to take off a mile and a half of running rail on two sides so if you can imagine it's nearly three miles of running rail that's been left inside and that's all now being taken out of sheds and, and railings marking out his tracks and we're starting to put all of that out and that's that's manual labour you're walking with a sledgehammer and a, and a stake and you're driving it into the ground and then walking another metre and putting another one down so it's um, it's 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 it's, it's mind numbing what goes on and it can be quite hard and, and it's definitely hard when the weather is so good because the ground is so hard to put the stakes in but you know we'll get there and every track is in the same boat there's nine of us being used when we return to racing and you know aside from all the usual stuff that we have to prepare on the track we now have a, a multitude of, of guidelines that we have to follow to keep up with the HSC protocols to, to keep everybody safe from coronavirus so that's a huge undertaking indoor as well you know so it's it's, 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 it's a lot of pressure on us at the moment but 
know, a great team, as I said, and, and, and we'll get there. Yeah, I definitely want to come back to some of those protocols um, in terms of what needs to be done or, or what, what what will be done. I, I suppose um, you're saying it is, it is extremely tough work, a lot of manual labour, but um, no lack of motivation, I suppose, given the break. Um, just tell us how you felt when you kind of closed the doors at the start of March, kind of knowing that you didn't know when you might be able to reopen them again. It must have been a very strange feeling. It was. You know, like we, we raced on the 6th of March here in, in Gorn. Um, a couple of lads on the track here were, were heading to Cheltenham the following week. Um, in fairness to one of the guys, he, he rang me on the Monday and said, "Do I think you should that you should go to Cheltenham?" And I, you know, honestly, you know, I wasn't going to Cheltenham this year for a different reason. But I said to him, "You know, I see no reason why you can't or why you shouldn't go to Cheltenham because that was, you know, that was the message that was being given to us at the time." And I know there's been a lot of controversy about Cheltenham going ahead, but but I remember that conversation on the Monday before Cheltenham, which started on the Tuesday where I say to him, listen, I've no problem with you going to Cheltenham, but I don't see any reason. You know, they're not putting any restrictions on travel and things. And I think everybody's, it's, it's great to be an expert after the event. And I think at the time, we all underestimated the coronavirus and, and what it was going to do to us. And, you know, I remember the Friday morning waking up, the Gold Cup day, to reading the papers that Irish Racing was now going moving behind closed doors. And then it became very real that, you know, this is serious. And the lads that had travelled to Cheltenham were coming to me saying, you know, this is this is serious here, you know, we're getting an awful lot of flack in the media for travelling over to the races and stuff and being looked at quite selfish but at the time, I think the information they were given on Monday and Tuesday was very different to the information they were getting on Thursday and Friday and, you know, hindsight's a great thing it's very easy to be an expert after the event but it was very unfortunate that Cheltenham went ahead but for us ourselves, because horse racing was thrown straight into the media spotlight at that stage for me, you know, the worry straight away switched to our staff and the team here working on myself you know, like we've Championship golf course, and we've you know that time of the year, April, May, June is our busiest time of the year for actual racing. So, like we've lost seven race meetings already, and this weekend that you're looking into now, you know, like was if you think back to early in March, the one of the things I was looking most forward to this year was the Irish Open in Mount Juliet. It's, it's, it's 20 minutes down the road from us, and um, we had a race meeting planned for tonight, which would have been the pro am was on today in Mount Juliet. We had the race meeting tonight. We were racing again on Monday, which was going to be Kilkenny Senior Hurlers Day, which would have been the day after the Irish Open had completed. And this was going to be, you know, the week to end all weeks in Goran Park and Goran and Thomastown and Ireland. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to have lost all of that. And I know, and I don't mean that in a selfish way, I completely understand the, the, the situation that we're in in the world. And, and, and my heart goes out to anyone that's been affected by this or lost anyone by it. But I just mean that, in, you know, on a personal side, you know, for us, it's, 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 it's been a really bittersweet pill to swallow but we do accept and I did ultimately the minute it was announced I completely accept every protocol that's been put to us and following every guideline but from from a personal point of view you know it was very hard and it, and it has been very hard for the last eight or nine weeks here you know trying to keep everybody motivated keep everybody going and, and most importantly keep everybody in jobs and keep everybody's minds right you know Yeah I suppose um, the, the, undoubtedly the Cheltenham situation did throw um, as you said ra- kind of racing into the spotlight and there has been criticism I suppose of the fact even now that you know uh, the Chel- with the Cheltenham thing taken into account that you know racing is allowed to go on behind closed doors and yet you know there's other sports that are still not able to go on behind closed doors people are still kind of you know you're only allowed li- limited numbers of funerals and everything else so like you know there's a question I think out there um, about the appropriateness of, of, of racing coming back at this point when so many other things are still closed yeah, and look, it, it, it's a fair point, and I can see where people are coming from on it. And, you know, I'm heavily involved in hurling myself. 
Aaron Tickenny, um, I'm involved with a local team here, a manager team, and <clears throat> I can tell you, you know, my own players are, are, are you know, are chomping at the bit to get back out in the field, and I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to get back out in the field with them. Uh, I wouldn't tell them I miss training them or I miss seeing them, but I, I really do. Um, and I completely take your point that you know the other sports are looking at the horse racing thing and thinking maybe it's a little unfair, but I think you have to take it, you know, in, in, in three chunks if you can get me. Number one is the social distance side of it with racing. I mean, you're you're on a race horse in a race. If you're, you're you're not allowed to make contact with another horse in the race, so it's kind of a natural thing that you are socially distancing in the races. The horses shouldn't be coming together. It's, it's you know if you come together, you're in a suspension. They're traveling at 35 miles an hour. Um, you know, so it's not like you're standing in a space with somebody in a closed area for, for more than a second or two. Um, and it has been proven by, by scientists and it's been proven by everybody that they felt, you know, it was the medical people that came back and said they felt racing could go on behind closed doors because the actual game itself, the people with the horses on the track. And that's point number one. Number two is horse racing can't be compared to other sports in Ireland in the sense that horse racing isn't just a sport, it's an actual industry. And horse racing comes under the remit of the Department of Agriculture, not the Department of Sport. So although a lot of us enjoy the sport that goes with racing, there's 30,000 plus employed directly in the horse racing industry. That's from farriers to stable lads and lasses to trainers, uh, to jockeys, to agents, to the tracks themselves, the race courses across the country, journalists, media. Like This is a massive industry in Ireland. It's an industry that's bringing in close on uh, 2 billion a year to the exchequer. It's, it's, it's a massive Irish industry. And with, with football seasons and hurling seasons, you can defer time. You can push them back. You can push back a hurling championship by a month and we can take off again. You can't train a horse and then have no definitive start to it. And secondly, the programme of racing, you know, this is the flat season should be in the height of its season at the moment. And they've only got a very limited time for that to happen. So it's a five-month season. We've lost two months of a five-month season due to the, the whole pandemic and everybody in racing completely agrees it's right that we have lost it and we shouldn't be going back if it's not the right time to go back but we've been advised and we've been given the guidance and we've shown on protocols that we can do this we've been given the full government backing to come back to race so you know it is it has been shown that this can be done safely it did happen we raced 10 fixtures behind closed doors and then even since then the first fixture behind closed doors, the protocols that were given that day were improved on for the second. And that happened 10 times. They continuously improved. And during the lockdown, they've, they've changed them protocols, increased them, changed different things on, on, on guidelines from, from Nesset. And, you know, only last week we were issued with a 79-page document of the protocols that we have to follow in order for us to get racing to go ahead. But from a tracks perspective, which is the third point, and for me at Gorham Park, I'm delighted that we're able to get back out and my staff are able to start working. I've golfers out here playing today, another sport that was a let, a let come back. And we've got golfers out here on the golf course and they're going around in a completely safe environment. You know, they're, they're, they're people that are going out, they're socially distancing, they're doing it right and, and, and they're behaving. And it's the same when we come back racing. It's going to be an extremely different experience for me and my team. Like, we have, we have to issue through our own health starts the night before. We have to go through body scans the morning of racing to make sure we've no temperatures. We have to be checked by doctors before we're allowed to start work. And that's right through every single person that walk, walks through the gates of Gorham Park for behind closed doors fixture will have gone through an interview process with a doctor the day before. We'll have a full medical check over on the day of racing. And if you're not on, on, your, on, on point with your temperatures and whatnot, you're, you're turned away. And that's whether you're the top trainer in Ireland or Eddie Scally that's managing the race course or, or yourself coming in as a, as a journalist. 
they're leaving nothing to chance. They've, they've, they've really kind of went above and beyond themselves to make sure that it's the safest possible environment to operate where we're going. Um, Eddie, can I ask you, you, were, you mentioned there the, the races, the 11 that, that were held behind closed doors. How much, how much of a leg up does that give you in terms of the, you know, being able to kind of draw on that past experience and, and to use that, you know, you, you obviously horse racing was the first industry that went in behind closed doors, so you have a good experience of it. Yeah, like, I, I suppose we're very lucky in the sense that you've got the IHRB and HRI would run every race meeting at every track. So if you take me, myself, personally, in Gorham Park, I haven't ran a race meeting behind closed doors yet. So, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm quite nervous about, you know, to make sure that everything is right. Because, you know, obviously for me, I want to have a duty of care to my own team and, and to anybody that's coming onto our site to make sure that everything is right. But I'm, I'm, I'm so confident because the likes of Brian Cavanaugh with HRI, Jennifer Pugh, the, 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 the doctor for horse racing, and Tennessee, all of these people have, have put together this protocol based on the 10 fixtures that they operated behind closed doors. And I've spoken to the race course managers that have ran fixtures behind closed doors, and they've said it to me that, you know, on day one, this, this happened in Dundalk, but on day 10 in Clamel, you know, there was nine new protocols put into place. Like, they've They've tried to limit the amount of contacts, you know, physically possible. So what they've watched is over them 10 fixtures, they've seen where areas that, you know, this can be improved, this can be improved. It's like anything that you do in your life. If you review everything you did and said, right, can I improve on this? You'll always find ways to improve. And I think, like, Mace is going to be the first day behind closed doors. All the protocols are in place. But I'd be very surprised if after day one in Mace I didn't get a phone call to say, just keep an eye on this and then on Tuesday it's various and then Wednesday it's Leopardstown or vice versa and then it comes to Goran Park on the Thursday so I'm sure by the Thursday they've come to Goran Park you know they'll have a really good working document and it's, it's a movable feast if, if, if they see an area that they feel isn't operating as it should be or can be improved on we'll be contacted and told look this, this came up yesterday there was a, a contact not needed here let's, 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 let's fix this um, and, I, and I have every confidence that we will be able to, to, to operate these. And I have every confidence that we wouldn't have been given permission if, if this wasn't proven to Nesset. I mean, Nesset have been very strong with the roadmap and it's the only thing that's been adjusted on the roadmap. And I suppose is there a sense of responsibility there as well because, you know, talking about other sports and talking about other events, I suppose looking at things behind closed doors, uh, you know, HRI and, and you guys now are kind of the flag bearers. You're the, you know, you're going to be the example of whether it works or not. But this is it, you know, I think... I would hope, number one, that the general feeling from the public should be one of support for the tracks. You know, like we all want to see us getting back to some form of normality, even if, even if it's what, what people are referring to as the new normal, you know. Um, my setup on a race day now is very, very different than anything I've done in my, in my eight years there at Gorham Park. Um, but, you know, if this is what it has to take for us to get going again, so be it. And, and if you take any of the other sports, like the soccer or, or the rugby or the hurling, I know there's a lot more contact in that and there's a lot more things to be worked with. But I think it should be more about getting the event on, getting it running. And then when they decide, let's, let's bring back Hurling, they'll have a blueprint to work off. They can stand back and say, right, this is working in racing and this is the protocols to put in place. And adapt them protocols to suit their sports being brought back and, and, and getting us all going again. I mean, if, if nothing else, like I've had 20 or 30 people send me texts and, 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 and phone me today to, to say they were absolutely thrilled to see that RTE were going to be covering the racing a lot more. I think it's Friday, Saturday and Sunday they're doing it now. People are starved of just that type of social enjoyment where you can sit back and watch sport. I sat back last week and watched um, Schalke 04 playing against somebody in the, in the Bundesliga. Yeah, 
you know, like I lived, I lived in Germany when I was nineteen, and I went to a few matches when I was there. I haven't seen a Bundesliga game in in, in twenty one years, and and I sat down and watched ninety minutes of it, and I got into, you know engrossed in the game with excitement of a live sport in front of an empty audience, and it was a bit surreal. But the truth of the matter is, I, I read somewhere that nearly a billion people watched that match. Like I don't know if Brucey and Dortmund, Schalke and four will ever perform in front of an audience of that level again. But it just goes to show you that, that not just us here in Ireland who love our sport, but all across the world, people are just screaming out to see the wheels starting to move again, even if it's very slowly, because we have to be so careful. You know, it's all about human life and it's all about preservation of life and keeping people right. But at the same time, it's trying to find the balance where we can get back get back going again. We opened the golf course last Monday and I genuinely, I was terrified. On Sunday night, I went to bed and I was nervous. I was apprehensive. It was like the night before until yesterday's meeting for me. And my biggest fear was, this was us. We were given a group of guidelines from the GUI to follow and, and from the roadmap. But we weren't actually told, you know, how, you know, we're going to have 15 marshals down there to help you to police. Like what will happen on a race day. I live about, like if two COVID officers on site that don't work in Gorham Park that will be sent down to, to police the, the, the protocols I've put in place. So I have my own four uh, COVID supervisors policing it, but there'll be also two on top of it. There's only going to be about 200 people here, and there's going to be six of them people policing everybody else, if you know what I mean. The specific role of going around to ensure this is being followed. I didn't have that in the golf course on Monday. I arrived in here Monday morning at half six. The timesheet was full from 7 a.m. through to 7 p.m. in the evening, 12 hours straight through with 14 minute gas, three balls going out. But I stood at the starter's hut and to a man and a lady, they, they arrived at the, tea, the hut 14 minutes before they were due to tee off. Or 14 minutes, the first group would go, they'd be gone off the first tee box next thing, the next group would come up. They left their 14 minute gaps, they played by the rules, no issues at all. And it was absolutely seamless because I feel the bulk of society in Ireland have learned this is what we have to do. These are the protocols in place and, and we work towards it. And I think you'll find them in racing as well. These are all professionals working in their full-time jobs. No, no different than you going to work this morning or going to work tomorrow morning. You're following the protocols, you're following the guidelines. And I think with us in racing, if, if everybody does the same, which I'm sure they will, we shouldn't have any issues. You're saying about adjusting to a new normal. Um, I suppose from a financial point of view, having no patrons is is no doubt of a great expense. Uh, with you know, we're hearing the TV numbers. You're even saying that you know the, the Bundesliga was massive, but I would expect that RT will get huge numbers for their racing coverage to begin. As you say, you know they're the only show in town at the moment. So is there is there talk that you know you that maybe the, there'll be heightened TV money or there'll be something that'll kind of make it a little more financially viable or, or how's that? How's that financial model going to work for, for Gorham Park over the next however long it takes to get people back in the stadium? The, the financial model is, is, is kind of crumpled up in the ball now and thrown out the window, unfortunately. Um, until until we get back to normal services with, you know, your full betting shops open and things like that, it's, you know, these race meetings that we're running at Gorham Park will be ran, you know, as barely covering costs. And if that's if we're lucky. And that's that's genuine. And that's probably what it's going to be for the next... I don't know, three or four months, um, you know, the media money that would be, uh, the attractive side of the media money in races is heavily supported by, uh, you know, the industries that are providing the pictures to the shops, the betting shops and places like that. They're all currently closed. I mean, you have to remember, our market's not, not Ireland. There's only 700, I think there's 720 bookies in the whole of Ireland. Uh, there's, there's just under 11,000 betting offices in England and they're all closed and that's where the, the main part of our income will come from. 
Um, you know, so from a tracks perspective, any of the nine tracks that you see that are going to be racing when we start back behind closed doors, they will be doing so. And I, and I, I'm not saying they're not doing it to try and make money. They're not. It's like literally, this is this is an industry saving move that nine tracks are going to now operate four or five of which are, are horse racing Ireland tracks themselves. But the independent tracks that are racing, the likes of Ross Common, uh, Kilbeg, and ourselves, um, you know, we're we're racing behind closed doors. Not sure how it'll work cost-wise for us yet. Whether you know whether we lose a small bit of money on it, but it's it's the long game. And I think you rightly point out with RTE covering the races for three days each week. Obviously, horse racing is going to be thrown right into the <coughs> under the spotlight for for people, and they're going to get it right on their on their on their on their local TVs. They'll be able to sit down and watch live racing. And um, you know, I know me myself. I was lucky. I say I was lucky. I, I grew up in a house. My dad was a, a huge horse racing fan, and that's how I got involved in racing, you know, going to Tobagan and going to Galway and was common with my dad, but also watching it on a Saturday on the TV. Um, and we just felt, I, I fell in love with the sport and it was something that myself and my dad connected with and still do to this day. You know, there's a massive opportunity for horse racing here. I mean, they can see, the, for the world leaders in racing, and you know, that's not something I throw out flippantly or off, you know, off the back. And Aidan O'Brien is the best flat trainer on the planet um, and that's without question. And Willie Mullins is the best national home trainer on earth. And in second place in national, there's Gordon Elliott. And these are all, you know, based in Ireland. There's no other industry, there's no other sport in Ireland where we're the best in the world at. And horse racing is one that we are. And I think you'll find that over the next two or three months when we're front and centre, people are going to start falling in love with this sport and they're going to start, you know, really looking at these professional athletes, the jockeys, the, the flat jockeys and the jump jockeys and, and hold them in the admiration that I do every day. And finally, um, Eddie, I suppose, um, you know, what's the, uh, apart from obviously, you know, somebody not having COVID-19 and coming into the Gorham Park, which is an obvious one, but, you know, generally from a from an operations point of view, or what, what what's the biggest change or what's the biggest difficulty now you're, you're going to face over the next couple of weeks to get this thing on the road? Uh, I think, like, in fairness to Horse Race in Ireland, they, like, they've given us an extremely, it's a very black and white document. You know, the guidelines we've been given are very, very simple and we've been told this is what you have to do with the screens in certain areas, things like that. And we've done it and I sent, you know, WhatsApp video calls with the different people that I needed to talk to, like the valets or the jockeys or... I've, I've video called them and showed them this is what I've done here. Are you happy? And, you know, they'll, they'll tell me, move that, change this. And I think, like, I'm, I'm nervous going into the first day because it's like everything else, you know, just that you want it all to just work like clockwork and, and seamlessly and keep everyone safe and I would be nervous that you know that you might make a mistake but I'm I'm very confident because they're so you know they're so hard on us at the moment and they're down on us so much that, that, that I'll be fine there but but secondly from a, from a personal point of view like it's not that I'm concerned about what will happen on the race days I, I'd, have, I'd have great concerns about how long this is going to take to get back to some form of normality not just in racing but in, in, in life in general I don't know what the future is going to hold for us all and I just think we have to embrace the scenario we're in. And, and, and every one of us in racing are going to try our best to do that, to bring some fun to people's houses, but also to bring some, some livelihoods back, get them back going again, you know, the people that are working in the industry. But my only fear really genuinely is, is, is just getting that first day over the, over the line and just getting that first thing done. And I think after that, you know, this has just become a new normal for us. And, and hopefully in September or October or whenever we're told it's safe to do so hopefully then we'll be allowed to start seeing our, our, our customers coming back in the door because I can assure you um, for me racing behind closed doors is not something I'd like to do in any way shape or form of an, in a long term way and the people from Kilkenny, Waterford, Carlow, Wexford they, they all know me you know any of the people coming here they know me at this stage and they, they've no problem cutting the back off me messing and having the crack and I love that um, and I just think 
this whole racing behind closed doors thing is going to be a very standoffish affair if that's a real word you know, you know when you see somebody at it you're nearly afraid to say hello so it's that's, that's, that's something I'm a bit nervous about as well you know just how it's going to feel for me and the team 